Transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. This is Anna. Hello, Anna. This is Ken. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Let me put on headphones. The sound will be a little bit better, unless right. you want the sound to be bad. One sec. Okay, how's that? Let's see, I think that's gonna be good. Uh, okay, great. You have your book there? Um, yeah, I have a PDF of it, which is easy to search. Okay, will you read like a paragraph so I can get a level on you? Sure. According to Good, the non-terrestrial beings started showing up at trainings early on. Most of us had weird memories or dreams, Good says, prior dreams of pirate ships coming to pick the children up and taking them away to a strange place. It turns out we were being introduced before the program to non-terrestrials. In the VR simulations, Good says, they would see gray aliens sitting quietly at a table. How's that? That's good. Can you do one more? Yeah, totally. Um... There were also hybrid children present at Carswell, he adds, meaning part human, part alien. At night, he would be taken to meet with cells, as he puts it, of 90 to 120 other children to continue their training in dark, closed indoor malls. He's been to outer space. Uh, yeah, he's been to outer space. How, how is it out there? I think he, you know, he would tell you that he was so busy fighting the hostile aliens that he didn't have much time to appreciate the majesty of space. Yeah, the natural <laughs> beauty is... Right. It's like any job, you kind of get sucked into what you're doing, you don't have time to take a look around. All right, so we, we have established that whatever pronunciation I found for your name that I think was some host introducing a panel mm-hmm. was wrong. Yeah, it's Merlin. It's not Merlin. No, it's Merlin. Merlin, I feel like Merlin is a much actually more straightforward pronunciation because it's, you know, the wizard. But people, I think people don't want to believe my name is Merlin because it's just ridiculous. We are, we are, and I'll do an intro. That's okay. We have Anna Merlin on the line. And is it Conspiracy of Lies? Is that correct? It's called Republic of Lies. Republic of Lies. Jesus Christ. And now something is literally... Was that your phone that... Oh, yeah. Sorry. That was my my computer. Let me turn the audio all the way down on my computer. There we go. Now we're fine. Okay, sorry about that. That's fine. I, th- I thought it was mine. I was about to throw another piece of equipment across no, the room. No, we're doing great. We're really... We're real well over here. We have... Anna Merlin on the line to talk about her just published new book, Republic of Lies. Anna, welcome to Desert Oracle Radio. Thank you for having me. Now, we have a long list of things to to possibly cover here. Mm. So, before we jump into those, can you tell us, like, the little 30-second, 90-second summary of your book yeah the book is broadly just kind of a survey of conspiratorial ideas in america and trying to understand how we got to a place where somebody who promotes so many conspiracy theories could be the president it's also kind of a sympathetic read of conspiracy theories that talks about why they are important to people and also why a country with so many actual conspiracies 
tends to be host to a lot of conspiracy theorists as well. And some of the conspiracies and the cultures around them that... Mm -hmm. Something just started beeping. What the hell? I think it must be in the line. That there's nothing... I don't see anything showing up. That's really weird. Let's see... So can you tell us some of the conspiracies and the conspiracy cultures that mm-hmm. you covered in this book? Um, so I hung out with some anti-vaccine folks. I attended a trial of a couple I know who are redemption theorists, which is a branch of sovereign citizenry. I went to a MUFON conference, which is the Mutual UFO Network, which I think we'll probably talk more about. I went to a white supremacist rally and talked about sort of like white racist conspiracy theories, but not in as much depth as I could. I went to a New Age expo called Conscious Life and talked a little bit about the sort of overlap of New Age and conspiratorial thinking. So yeah, it was a real long two years doing this. Now, I've only ever seen you in person at random parties when you've been working on this book. We keep running into each other at these really strange parties that neither of us are supposed to be at. Or, Well, no, wait. I, I crashed a party that you were invited to that I didn't realize was a party. And then we both ended up at a weird party that I was not invited to, but I assume you were. So actually, the theme here is that I keep crashing parties that you are legitimately attending. I think so. I think, but you were at the you were at the L.A. Times Books Festival, weren't you? I was. And this party, I thought, was an L.A. Times Books Festival party, but somehow, it wasn't. oh, it wasn't. Good no. lord! All right. Um, do, you just, do you just show up where they tell you without a? Sometimes, I know that it was for Alta Journal because they had. Featured uh, Desert Oracle in, the, in in two issues in a row, so oh, I guess wow, my yeah that. yeah. So my prize was I got invited to the party, I guess. And when I saw you at this Joshua Tree party across mm-hmm. the street from my office, I think you were coming back from a UFO convention in Nevada, in the suburbs of of Las Vegas. Was that the MUFON convention? Yeah, that was MUFON. It was MUFON 2017, and it was uh, in Summerlin, Nevada. And that was actually a very sort of dramatic MUFON convention. So I feel lucky that I got to attend that specific one. It was full of intrigue and controversy and factionalism, which I enjoyed a great deal. Most of our listeners will know about MUFON, but it, it started off as the Midwest UFO Network, I believe in the 1950s or 60s. Mm-hmm. It's a strange organization because it used to be all about taking reports from people and investigating the more interesting UFO experiences that people had claimed to have. And you were there when all this stuff was going on. So give us a little rundown of of what happened there and the kind of people who were there. So I was there the year that the theme of MUFON was the, the search for the secret space program or revealing the secret space program which is a really controversial idea. 
and featured a bunch of speakers who basically claimed to be whistleblowers, like shining light on all these sort of secret government activities having to do with going to space. And it was kind of a, so MUFON likes to present itself obviously as like a scientific organization and for a long time they were focused on, as you said, taking reports of UFO sightings and also at their conferences, featuring talks from people who were talking a lot about spacecraft themselves. They focused on the work of people like Bob Lazar, who were trying to reverse engineer. Bob Lazar obviously claims that he worked at an area, a subsection of Area 51, trying to reverse engineer a spacecraft. So MUFON, at this 2017 convention, kind of moved away from all of that and started featuring the accounts of guys like Corey Good, who is a person who claims to have been enlisted in a secret space program. Uh, fighting, you know, hostile aliens for 20 years out in space, and that at the end of his military service, the government performed an age regression on him, and he woke up in his bed as a child again. He has a pretty sort of healthy um, presence on the sort of new age lecture circuit, and he now, in the past few years, has also said that he has like ongoing contacts with an inner Earth civilization called the Anshar. Mm -hmm. um, and that he essentially, I think his claim now is that he also sits on like a galactic council and that he's part of like the conduit between, you know, these advanced alien civilizations and humanity, essentially. Did he continue growing after they turned him back into a child or is he still a child? No, he looks like a normal guy. So he, yeah, he's, he's aged since then? He's, yeah, he's aged plenty. Why is MUFON involved in this? MUFON is supposed to be involved in investigating the phenomena of anomalous aerial vehicles. Why are they bringing him around? I mean, I, I would hate to be cynical, but I'm about to be, which is that the MUFON higher-ups that I talked to at the conference acknowledged that this was a controversial step for the organization, that some people had quit, you know, who were involved in the organization or renounced their membership and said, this isn't what I signed up for. But also, it brought in a lot of new blood. It was probably pretty good for ticket sales. So I would say that they're kind of going in the direction that the UFO subculture is going, you know, which is that there is much more of an, a focus on individual claims and people making claims that are really a lot more colorful. You know, one of the people that I saw speak was Andrew Basiago, who claims to have gone to Mars with a young Barack Obama via a space elevator created by the CIA. Yes. Um, and just, like, just to make it better, he also says that at that point, Barack Obama's name was Barry Sotero, which is a birther conspiracy theory. The claim that Barack Obama's real name is Barry Sotero, like, that's directly where that comes from. One thing that I thought about a lot is that in every sort of conspiracy subculture, at some point, people show up claiming to be whistleblowers. It is a way to make yourselves indispensable to this discussion and have people invite you onto their TV shows. There are a lot that are even weirder than this. One I think of all the time is this guy, Mike Warnicke. He was like an American evangelist. Jesse Walker writes about him in his book, United States of Paranoia. But Mike Warnicke, for a while, started claiming that he was a former warlock. He had been part of satanic cult warlock situation and that he was coming out of the, the satanic subculture to tell evangelical audiences about it. The one thing that I would say about Corey Good, for instance, is that his, the claims that he's making are super wild, you know, all the inner earth civilizations. He also claims that there's a lot of pedophilia and like sex cult stuff.
off among NASA employees, which sure. I don't find, sure, as you do. But a lot of what he has to say is very sort of broadly new age. Most of the aliens just want us to live better lives and evolve to a higher state of being and be good to one another. So in the scope of people that I heard talking, he, he gave me less cause for concern.
stuff ties in with like alternative history ties in with white supremacist stuff but it is it is absolutely a thing just just to take hollow earth as an example that the, the idea of, of a hollow earth grew out of 19th century occult beliefs and after world war ii became the supposed site of nazi scientists working on like secret spacecrafts right and there's truth to that right because the nazis did have a rocket program that was close to leaving earth and we in the united states took the whole program packed it up and brought it to texas but at the same time there's all these there's all this mythology around it too all these ideas that the nazis were were on the cusp of or had discovered things like time travel then white supremacist groups take it and use it as use it as a way to talk about how hitler was part of a race of advanced beings ascended masters yeah that hitler was an ascended master exactly is there an explicit connection that some of these new agers make with that or is it implied more implied. My experience generally is that the Nazis and white supremacists who are into UFO stuff make explicit connections, but the UFO world, it is less explicit and more implied. Shows like Ancient Aliens will periodically have people on who are either ex-Nazis, race scientists, people who are promoting these really crazy alternative beliefs without drawing a direct line between their racist beliefs and their interest in UFOs. We don't have 10 hours, so we've all seen odd things in the in the sky. One of the best reported things that was seen in the sky by people who should know better was over the Albertsons in Rosamond, right outside the west gate of Edwards Air Force Base, where in April of 1997, busy parking lot after work, remains unexplained. Uh, as of yet, Skunk Works has yet to produce supermarket-sized, silent, hovering, useless black ships. But the, the defense budget is high, so we can't be completely sure. Anybody else before we, before we run out? Yes? Have you heard anything recently about any alien activity at Giant Rock? Well, Sadly, the main thing I hear about Giant Rock is people who go there and complain to me as if I did it that the rock broke. <laughs> so, I don't have anything. But the most interesting stories I've found about Giant Rock are in declassified Cold War government documents that showed that both U.S. intelligence and Russian intelligence swarmed these UFO conferences that Van Tassel held that would have five to 10,000 people. And the idea, apparently much like Facebook today, was to go around and freak people out, make them scared of things. You 
that break the fabric of society, etc. So, uh, I have not heard, have you heard anything new from China Rock? Wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. about conspiracy tonight. The conspiracies that are sometimes true. Sometimes true, sometimes false, sometimes a little bit of fun. And sometimes... The corrosive acid that breaks down an entire society. And I had some more examples, but they've all been redacted. But the sort of corrosive insanity that leads to stuff like the Nazis and Columbine and Pizza Gate. Boy, that's some weird and ugly stuff. Pizza Gate. What a stupid time to be alive. That's a pretty good time, too. Because it is the only time we were given. The book we were talking about tonight is Republic of Lies by Anna Merlin. It's got a great cover, too. It's one of those covers that just jumps out at you. Like when you were a kid and you were kind of idling around the little bookstore in the mall or wherever. And something like Naked Lunch pops out at you. And oh boy. Or Communion. Which wasn't much of a book, but that cover was something. I used to live in this haunted old apartment in Eastern Europe. People were coming and going all the time, leaving things, taking things. Nobody had phones, so people had to learn to read books. And there were always books. One of these books was Communion, and I would not stand for that book's cover to be facing me at any time I was in that apartment. and then somebody would flip it over and I'd come back late at night and there it was looking at me an insect alien with those terrible eyes staring right into my soul anyway the book is called Republic of Lies for you a little bit of the 
presentation out at the Old Schoolhouse Museum in 29 Palms with the Desert Institute a little while back. It is nighttime and we have been in the desert together. Just you and me. You and me and them. The others. Saturday night, April 27. Join us at the Joshua Tree Astronomy Arts Theater. That's in North JT. Next to Joshua Lakes Campground. And I will be there with our own Red, Blue, Black, Silver, who makes most of the soundscapes you hear on this program. And the director, Jeremy Corbell, will be there with a screening of his increasingly weird documentary about Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. Increasingly weird because it's causing a lot of trouble. It's making people nervous. It starts at 6 p.m., 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Saturday, April 27. You can get advance tickets at redblueblacksilver.com or get tickets at the door, though it might be standing room only at that point. But we've got plenty of room for you. It looks like the lair of a villain from Spectre. And to our very patient subscribers, you should be seeing the new Desert Oracle Field Guide in your mailboxes in the next week or so. Finally, I know, I know. You can find out more about what we're doing at DesertOracle.com or send us something nice by the U.S. Mail. We're at P.O. Box 1735 in Joshua Tree. And that's it for Desert Oracle Radio tonight. I am your host, Ken Lane, from Amboy to Zizix and across the Great Mojave Wilderness and everywhere on the planet thanks to the mundane miracle of podcasts and earbuds. Earbuds. Buddies for your ears. I suppose... Don't listen too loud. Take care of your hearing. You'll be glad you did, or you'll remember that you did not. We broadcast from KCDZ 107.7 FM in Joshua Tree. Thanks for listening, and good night from the Voice of the Desert.